You're very welcome to the latest edition of Treaty Talk. Myself, Jack Neville, and Matt Callan of the Vale Star and Weekly Observer. Uh, another bumper weekend of action, Matt, ahead of us. We'll start with the footballers who have a Munster semi-final with Tipperary tomorrow in the LIT Gaelic Grounds at quarter past one, which is live on RT News now. Obviously, the footballers started their Munster Championship campaign last week with a win over Waterford in the Fratter Fields in the quarterfinal. Uh, it was followed on from promotion to Division 3. They weren't resting their laurels hit the ground running, and we're very comprehensive over the 70 minutes. Well, Jack, absolutely. And um, uh, we, we, we felt here last week, you know, first of all, we felt that they would do the job, that they'd, that they'd get the job done, but that it might be a tricky assignment um, given the forecast that was for the weekend and and, and, and the conditions in, in the Fraher field on, on Saturday evening were just that very, un, very, very unpleasant. But I think overall, um, you must be mindful that, believe it or not, Jack, it was Limerick's third trip to the Fraher Field this year. They had been there in the, in, 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 in the um, McGrath Cup, won by two goals, had been there in the league and won by a goal. So, like, um, you know, it was anything but a gimme, despite the, despite the fact that Limerick had won the McGrath Cup, despite the fact that Limerick had won promotion. And more so why it was a gimme was because, like, here were Limerick coming off of uh, within what a week of 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 gaining promotion, and like you know clearly, and, and we spoke about it last week. And his management team had a huge job to ensure that the lads stayed grounded. But by God, Jack, I thought it was an extremely extremely efficient performance by Limerick. And uh, uh, we we had talked about the the games against Wexford and the games against Sligo. And um, the creation of goal-scoring chances and, and Limerick's um, failure to take it. And, and Billy Lee himself said, look, we, we created 11 chances. We took one. He was quite worried about it. And, um, you know, after the Sligo game, he vowed to work on it. And obviously, obviously did because like the opportunities, um, the two opportunities that came early in the game, um, they took them. It effectively killed, killed off the game. Um, it, it gave Waterford, it dented Waterford's confidence, and and Waterford started to break the against against the elements and had a point up within within a minute or two from from um, Murray, their, their corner forward, Connor Murray, their captain. But after that, it was all downhill for Waterford, and they were they were really they they were really struggling um, to stay in touch. Once the two goals went in, it, it was practically game set and match. Um, Limerick very were very very efficient after that, and um, built their lead up to halftime. Seven points clear at halftime. After the break, probably sat back a small bit and uh, let let Waterford come at them. But um, and Waterford, I suppose, were left to rule four or five, maybe six wides. I suppose in the first fifteen minutes before um, we'd say what we call the third quarter. But it, it, it was because of the pressure that was exacted by the Limerick defence. Like they 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 they, they were kicking under pressure and and even to kick on that particular evening without being under pressure what was it what was a, was, a diff, was a difficult task for Limerick um, you know they, they just very very competently and efficiently closed out the game <coughs> and it put them in good stead going 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 into Saturday's game with Tipperary in the Munster semi-final. Yeah, and you just mentioned uh, the creation of goal chances there. Obviously, last year against Tiff, the, the three goals were crucial. They'll definitely need them again 
this Saturday tomorrow against Tipperary if they are to move into Munster final. Yeah, they will. They will. You know, goals are an important ingredient in in, in building up a match-winning score in 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 any game, and 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 we see it. And like the day that we went on a goal route, goal fest in 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 the league, ultimately decided that who who were the league champions. It 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 was the day in Mick Neville Park when they put when they put five past Wicklow. That was that was the crucial day. Now, they, 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 you know, not taking their chances, um, they created the same number of chances against Antrim, didn't take them. Against Wexford, we saw what happened. Against Sligo, didn't take them. Now, they, they didn't get near the same number of chances against Waterford, because apart from the two goals, I don't think Adam Beresford was really, really tested. With, 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 with um, anything of threat, but the thing is, um, Limerick were in command against Waterford. It, it was a question after getting the two goals and going, showing, uh, showing um, Waterford the clean pair of heels. That that um, he, you know, it was a question of closing out the game. And I think Limerick they seemed to be happy with with sort of containment at that stage. And and um, you know, and I, I thought it was a very composed and competent and efficient performance on the part of Limerick. Yeah, it was an excellent performance and Limerick will be back in the Gaelic Crowns for the first time since that McGrath Cup win over Cork. If if they put in a performance like they did against Cork back in January, there should be a place in which final for them. Should be. Should be. You know, for the first time in, 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 in 10 years. And, you know, reading the narrative all the week and reading the narrative since, since last Sunday and listening to to, to, to discussions on it. Like, Limerick are going into the game as underdogs. You know, despite having played 11 competitive games this year, despite having won nine of them, despite having won the McGrath Cup, despite having won promotion, Limerick are still underdogs. But they're going in, get in against the Division 3 side, um, Tipperary, who finished mid-table in Division 3. And <clears throat> it's an early opportunity for Billy Lee and his management team to benchmark their side against the Division Three side in a competitive in a, in a competitive setting, and we'll give them <coughs> some sort of a metric or some sort of a gauge as to what life in Division Three would be all about. But that, that, what's really at issue here is a place in the Monster Final, and and I I think Limerick are well well placed um, going into Sunday's game. Now Tipperary. Um, they, 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 they had a good win over Clare. Um, they seemed to be out the gate at one stage in the game, but Clare came back into it and had a penalty saved even, and only lost by three points in, in, in the finish. But it was it was a victory over a Division Two side, if if, 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 if if you want to pay too much attention to, to the gradings in the league. <clears throat> I think this has, has the ingredients to be a humbling up. Um, I, Limerick are far less outsiders going into Saturday's game than they were going to Torlis last year to play Tipperary. So I, I, I think it's all to play for here, and I think Limerick are quite capable of making the Munster final. Yeah, and we just we just looked at it before we came on air. The last time the hurlers and footballers were in a Munster final the same year was 1934. In a word, Matt. Will it, we have a double Munster final to look forward to? I think we will. 
we'll have a busy two Sundays coming up. <laughs> I, th- I, I, I think we will. And wouldn't it be a lovely situation in, in, in the middle of a pandemic? What a lift it would be for the people of Limerick. Um, being in the Holland final is absolutely fantastic. But the performance of the footballers cannot be ignored. <coughs> There's a lot of very, very dedicated um, football people in Limerick and no one more dedicated than, than, than the manager, Billy Lee. And like, this is for them. Like, and, and, you know, this, this is payback for all the good work that they have done over the years and the faith that they had in sticking with it. Yeah, and I think sometimes the hurlers overshadow it. And some, it look, it's for a good reason the hurlers are flying it. But you do have to come back to Billy Lee at the end of the day. He, he went through, through so much with this team since coming on board in 2017. Uh, you'll obviously remember that there was over 50 players refused to play for the team or, or didn't go in for whatever reason. And it's just brilliant to see the team. They're so settled now. Um, there's so many players that have been retained for the last few years really coming into their own. And they're playing a beautiful brand of football. Above all, the attacking intent from the team from the get-go is brilliant to see yeah. from Billy Lee in the side. Yeah, but 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 but, uh, but a lot of the attitude within within the within the squad and a lot of the way that they, that the, the squad behaves themselves is is um is 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 mirroring in in many ways what what the hurlers are doing. Um, you know, um, their their whole approach. There seems to be great camaraderie. Yeah within the squad which is hugely important and and Billy has has built up this this group sense like John Kiley did this group sense and that we're all in it together and um, it, it certainly is working yeah and it is working please God it'll work uh, tomorrow and roughly in about 26-7 hours time we'll be looking forward to that Munster football final obviously the winners tomorrow will play Carrier Cork they meet on Sunday uh, we definitely have one Munster final to look forward to uh, next Sunday in Turles. It was decided last night. Limerick will play Waterford. Limerick got there by virtue of that 3-23-217 win over Tipperary in Park Cueve last weekend. In those conditions, Matt, how good did the hurdle perform last weekend to put up a score of 3-23? I thought they performed excellently, Jack. I, 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 I thought... Um, Look, you you could stretch it and say that they were awesome, maybe, but <coughs> I, I I still th- I I still think that they didn't even reach full potential on the day, but um I I I thought it was an absolutely outstanding performance. Now, right, um, Limerick had the benefit of a game coming into it, um, Tipperary hadn't. Neither side could have legislated for the conditions that prevailed in Parky Cave last last um last Sunday. But we we have to say, Jack, that the pitch in Parkley Cave was absolutely pristine condition. Absolutely. John Kiley referred to it in his post-match in, in, in interview. The absolutely excellent excellence of the pitch in Parkley Cave. And that has, has got to be said. It was the prevailing conditions, the wind and the rain that came down. And like, um, you know, Limerick had, first of all, I, I, I think Limerick had just adjusted. They were out of the traps much quicker, and I think they adjusted better to the conditions early on. Now, Tipperary <laughs> showed a bit of rustiness right there, clawed their way, way back into it. And But I, I think there was a defining period there with, um, before halftime when, when Limerick um, ran off five points in, 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 in the, on the trot. And, um, like, um, I suppose... When Jake Morris got the goal, um, 
you you'd say to yourself, gee, tipper tipper back into it here now. They're 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 they're, they're going to make a serious go of this. You know, but right immediately at the other end, you had young Adam Gillan kicking the ball into the temporary net, you know, which offset it immediately, which was a huge blow to temporary. But um, I thought that period before halftime, they put a bit of daylight and they gave themselves something really <coughs> to hang on to in the second half, which they did very, very well. And like, I suppose the penalty um, was, a, was a turning point. Um, in so far as that, it, it, it temporarily had got three points straight after half time, and, and suddenly with one puck of a ball, um, it was all undone. And um, of course, we had the controversial goal, which I think I think is unfortunate. Um, now I know that the referee obviously knew that there was something amiss, but he he just couldn't pinpoint it. And and to a certain degree, in the conditions, I wouldn't blame him. Um, you had um, like camera work can pick up these things at very very close quarters. Um, the linesman might have been unsighted. Now the umpires, I'd say, didn't have a chance on earth of seeing it. So um, because he had his back, he was on the ground and he had his back back to the umpires, so they had no chance. But I I, I think it's unfortunate that um, you know not an advocate of VAR or anything like that, um, but. You know, there should be some way that that the like the like of that shouldn't be allowed to happen in in, in a vital game. Suppose, suppose Tipperary won the game by a point or two. What kind of uh, what kind of a discussion would we be having today? Would it would it be Croke Park All Ireland semi final last year, Mark two? <coughs> you know, that's um like I, I, the, 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 you know the, the, there's so much preparation and the stakes are so high in games at the moment. And um, like we have a wonderful, wonderful game. But by God, like, you know, these things should not, should not be happening. Yeah, it, it's, it's something that we'll probably have to look at. And as you said, VAR doesn't appear to work in the Premier League and in soccer in general. But look, we're thankful that Limerick came through us and we're were well comprehensive winners and didn't weren't winning by a point or losing by points to bring that into focus. But just on the field of play, Limerick were unbelievable again. And yesterday, Grode Hegarty was awarded the October Player of the Month. Just on Grode for a minute, like his transformation from when he was kind of he was kind of a rock and a rangy player when he came on the scene, kind of 2015-21 side at wing back. And he's in. He's the front runner now for her of the year. I would imagine after them two performances, just just a word on Hegarty and his performances this year. In, they, 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 his performances have he's been simply incredible. Like and like you're right, actually. When he did come on, like he 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 was a footballer playing hurling, as a lot of us thought. But by God, how he settled into that on the twenty one team back. Um. Back in 2015, and like how he has developed as a player since, and um, and John Kiley moved him from a defender to a to an attacker, and what a vital cog he's he's in the in the um, in the Limerick attack. But the, the thing about Garrod Hegarty is obviously he, he, he has set his, he, he has he's setting his own standards because <coughs> he's showing demonstrable and measurable improvement year on year and he really really now is hitting really really hitting the high spots but 
referring again, uh, like playing Kane Lynch at centre forward and playing Kyle Hayes at wing back was that proved to be a masterstroke. Um, because anything that Liam Sheedy had planned for, for counteracting, particularly um, Keane Lynch and, and, and Kyle Hayes, um, you know, Kyle Hayes, like the, the, the forum that he showed against Clare, um, like Liam Sheedy's plans were thrown straight into disarray when it happened. And um, like the, the influence of Keane Lynch um, in the game of over 70 minutes, I thought on Sunday, was simply enormous. Like Kyle Hayes slotted in, dovetailed beautifully in it with a wing, wing bag. It's not entirely alien to him playing in the halfback line. And Darrow Donovan was in his natural position at midfield and put in a huge shift. So, like, it was a masterstroke. So, um, Liam Cahill now will be preparing um, to face Limerick. He really doesn't know what, he's what he is preparing to face. You know, like, and um, I, I, I thought they, 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 they were masterstrokes. And, um, but um, the performance of Garoad Hegarty, um, has has just been it's just been phenomenal. I think that, I think the guy has limitless ability, and and um, he may, he makes it look so easy. You yeah. know, he, he strikes over points there. You know, it's it's great to watch. Yeah, long man, Jack. I I was listening to a few people talking about the game during the weekend. They're just literally saying like how how much of a nightmare would be to mark Hegarty and really any of them Limerick six forwards, but. I suppose a special note must go to um, the midfield pairing at Darren Donovan and William O'Donoghue because a lot, of, a lot of the focus went on Keen Lynch and Kyle Hayes moving positions or whatever. And the, obviously the performances of William and Dara kind of went unnoticed to a certain extent midfield, but the two of them were absolutely brilliant. And you would remember the two of them started in Turles last year in the game Limerick lost in Turles. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of a below-par performance from Limerick, but... They were instrumental to the win last week in the middle, and I don't think they got the credit they deserved for it. Yeah, well, I don't know who I thought probably his best game for Limerick. Um, I, I, I thought he I thought he was immense uh, <coughs> around midfield. Like Tip were hoping, of course, that 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 Noel McGrath would get him a pull around midfield, but he he played at wing forward for a lot of the game, and um, like like he had been doing, and and. Um, um, it, it just didn't happen. William, William I don't know who had a had a, had a massive game, and he, he's 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 becoming more and more and more such a vital cog in 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 this Limerick team. Big, 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 strong man with loads and loads of hurling ability, and and um, he's William I don't know who's got leadership qualities. We we, we just see it the way he the, the way he has led he has led Napier and and he's he's just bringing that onto the. On, on, on to the inter-county stage. There's, there's no doubt whatsoever um, about, about his hurling and, and um, you know, he's, he's, he's such a vital cog on, 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 um, on, on the team. But I think something that, that possibly slipped under the radar as well and, and um, because we're simply beginning, I think, uh, in Limerick to take him for granted and assume that it, it will happen. That was the performance of Adam Gillan at full forward. I thought it was immense. He was recognised in the team of the week and the hurl of the week. And I, 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 I thought he, you know, he's such, he's such a problem to any defence. 
and and the the way he is moving around and his ability to win possession and he's a clinical finisher he's he's, he's got the full hand and and um I, I i i think that 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 is really really worth mentioning and contrast it with the temporary full forward Seamus Callanan who was held scoreless now Callanan um, did make a very important intervention in the game in that was he set up the goal for Jake Morris some some very very good work by 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 um by um by Callanan but um the the Limerick defence policed him very 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 closely Dan Morrissey has settled in at, at, at full back, settled in very well. Barry Nash had a much, much improved performance than on, on, on the first game. Like, you know, all the trajectory around the field is, 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 is in the right direction, Jack. Yeah, and look, you, you, you can't mention everyone, but like they're literally to a man, Limerick, were exceptional. Aaron Gillan is really approaching that bracket where you just, you don't mention him after games because... The likes of 2, 6, 1, 12, 15 points, these kind of scorelines are expected. And it's only when we look, hopefully we'll have another 10, 12 years of him. But when he's gone, you'll realise how excellent he was. But I don't want to reverse that. You take the goal in isolation, Jack. You take the goal in isolation. How many players would have won possession first of all? And when he was bottled up, (coughs) how many would have executed what he executed? Very, very few, I would suggest. But he's, he's clearly he's clearly working on his football skills after the, the few misses in 2018. And how many players would have caught the slitter and caught their man's hurley at the same time? But yeah. look, he buried the goal. And again, I don't want to be mentioning names or going between codes, but while we're on the topic of players in the team of the week, Ian Corbett, again, in that football team of the week. I suppose you should have mentioned when you were talking about that football, but Ian Corbett has been exceptional this year and and last year as well, just the parameter he has, the, the, the average display for Ian Carver is an 8 or 9 or 10 every single week. Un- un- unbelievable. And, and um, again, there's, there's a bit of the Aaron about him that we, we're beginning to expect it from Ian Carver. Like that there's a very, very high benchmark expected from him. But my God, he delivers it to him. What a, what a leader out the field to, to have in, in Ian Carver. And Jack... It was up on social media during the week. You probably saw the pass, <coughs> the pass, the absolutely sublime pass to 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 Killian, to pick out Killian Flaherty's run. You must remember that the conditions were dire, and this was perfectly executed. And and Killian Flaherty laid it in for Adrian Inright to finish it into the net. Like you know that 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 tells it all about Ian Corbett. I think, um, like he. He's such a huge figure on, 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 on the Limerick team. He, he never puts in a performance below a par. And, it, it, and it's the same with Newcastle West. Like, when, you're, when, you're, um, when you're facing Ian Corbett, you know, you, you're on a damage limitation exercise for the simple reason that what you want to do is try and curtail his influence because you can only do it to a certain amount anyway. Like, he's a super athlete as well. Very, very, very strong man. Great carrier of the ball. Like he has so many, he has so many attributes, and um, plus his leadership qualities, which are unquestionable. Yeah, and look, hopefully we have guaranteed one monster, one monster final next Sunday. 
hopefully there'll be another one the following weekend. But on that following weekend, we have a ladies junior football All Ireland semi final to look forward to. Uh, we don't know who Limerick went playing yet, but they've been excellent so far. Obviously, 2019 was very disappointing for the ladies footballers having got promoted to intermediate. They're back down in junior, but they've shown the, the games um, against Derry first of all, and then Antrim last weekend goals from Cathy Mee and Amy Ryan were proved the difference. And again, a, a lovely brand of football, the Limerick Lady football team are playing. Yeah, a lovely, a lovely brand of football, and particularly against Derry. Um, I, I thought that they, at halftime they looked not to have done enough, um, but they, 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 they put in a huge um, second half, and it was a replica of that against Antrim. Now, <clears throat> Antrim had a very, very poor league campaign in that they played four games, they suffered four defeats, uh, huge defeats, and um, but um, they had a number of players back, crucial players back at fullback, centre back, midfield, centre forward, um, players that didn't that didn't show in, in in the league, and these were key players, and they, they had uh, they had a strategy um, of of uh, uh, a winning midfield with with Ashley McFarlane and. and on your top of the that was the strategy. But it was limited to decisively on midfield <coughs> because I thought both Caroline Hickey and Roisin Ambrose had huge games from Limerick. Cathy Meal is absolutely on fire. We saw the publication of the scoring charts as late as the last 24 hours. She's top of the scoring chat charts with 3-7 in the junior in the in the, in the junior championship over two games, which which is a phenomenal return in in, in two games. Amy Ryan has has been an absolutely fantastic forum and and like this is this is all happening against a background where Limerick on Sunday had only two starters that were involved in 2018 like it's a it's a phenomenal turnover of players when you think about it and um, like um, they're into the semi-final now there is no doubt it will be more difficult. If I were a betting man at this stage, I would say that they will be playing for Mana. Um, for Mana were beaten at home by Wicklow last week, nine points to one two in a low scoring game, obviously um, adverse weather conditions up, up around in a skillet. And um, uh, look, Limerick have, have built a bit of momentum. They've built a bit of momentum. Like, all right, their league form was disappointing. Um, they had only just picked up a point um, that, against Offaly in a draw, and they had beaten Derry comprehensively in Martin. So that was the sum total of their return from five games. But it's a diff different Limerick team that, 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 that we're seeing now. And they seem to be growing in confidence, and growing in confidence week and week and week. And we always say, Jack, and everybody says that there is nothing for momentum and confidence like winning games. And in this case, winning football games. And that's what Limerick are doing. Yeah, and as you said, Wicklow have won both their games that are said to draw. They look to be, they will finish top of the table. So for Mana, play Carlo this again. A Carlo win will see them to play Limerick, but you're tipping for Mana on that one. Uh, again, you wish credit. I'm tipping for Mana, but um, look, I, I have been reading the narrative just as you have been reading it and what, what has been said about it. And like this thing that... Um, uh, <coughs> it's weak loss to lose. Um, that the, the All Ireland is weak loss to lose. This is the very same nonsense that was going on two years ago 
when people were saying it was loads to lose. And we all know what happened. <laughs> we do. And uh, you speak there about just the turnover of two players in, like, in two years is extraordinary, really. Like, and you must credit the work Donald Ryan is doing, as we did with Billy Lee, like, just to, to have a new team, essentially, in two years and bring them back to that level straight away like, is, is incredible work. Yeah, it was incredible, and um, it was a huge, a huge leap of faith um, to 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 go with so many so many new players. But they they, they have they have repaired his fate so far. I you know um, you you can talk all day about winning league matches, this that and the other thing, but there's only one competition that really matters at the end of the day. It's it's lovely winning the league, and it's probably the secondary second. Uh, best competition is more than a consolation if you can win the championship. But <coughs> one that really matters, Jack, is the championship. And here we are on a fine run in the championship. And um, look, we, we, we'll be talking about, I would say it would be for Man, it would be for Man or Carlo anyway, but I, I would be, you know, I would be thinking that it would probably be for Man, but um, we just have got to wait and see it. Yeah, and we'll have to wait and see. That game will be on the weekend of the 21st and 22nd of November, which is far enough for now. It's still, it's still odd saying that the All-Ireland semi-final will be on at the end of November. Um, unfortunately, well, I suppose the Limerick Camogie team, they have their final game on Sunday against Kilkenny in Nolan Park. It'll be Limerick Camogie's last game of the season, regardless of the result. Um, look, it's it's been a poor campaign. It's been kind of a tumultuous campaign, really, when you look at it. But You'll be hoping for a performance against last year's All-Ireland finalists. A win is probably very hard to see, but just a performance going in, because there will be a quick turnaround for the 2021 season that you'll be looking just a positive uh, display from the players and hopefully move on into 2021 for better times. Absolutely. You know, let's hope that um, 2020, um, you know, I suppose the closure of the chapter of 2020 <coughs> cannot come soon enough and like it does a huge task facing them going to Kilkenny it's a Kilkenny team that are unbeaten they have beaten Waterford pretty comprehensively on their own on, in Walsh Park they have absolutely trounced Westmead um, and at the best of times Nolan Park is a very very unforgiving place and um, it, it, it's a very very difficult tie they, 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 you have an interim management there um, I've no doubt the players will give, give give it give it their all, but it's it's very very hard to see them coming out of Kilkenny with um, with a victory. It's a Kilkenny team. Kilkenny have been beaten in the last three All Irelands, uh, Jack. And Downey has stepped down as as manager, and Brian Dowling has come in. He's not entirely new to the setup in that he was part of of Anne Downey's backroom team, but. Um, we talked there a while ago about Donald Ryan um, um, introducing all the new players. He has introduced up to five or six championship debutants in 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 in, um, in, in the two games so far, and um, I, I I think Kilkenny are probably a team that are going in the very very much in the right direction, and um, like um, they had a very 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 patchy league for him. Um, which untypically they lost to Clare um, in Kilkenny. They lost to Clare at home. They went down to Cork and 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 were taught a bit of a lesson by by Cork. Which again, um, you know, games between Cork and Kilkenny tend to be close. This one wasn't. Cork won it very very decisively. 
So, like, um, the, the pointers from the league were, were not good. But obviously, um, they, they, they have worked on it. And since the restrictions were lifted, obviously, Kilkenny have done an awful lot of work. Um, I'm saying that now, I'm, you know, because Limerick are playing them, um, they will be very difficult to beat. But I'm also saying it in the context of, of the competition going forward. I, I, I think very, very little has changed for the top three. Um, it, it, it is still Cork, Galway and Kilkenny. Um, whatever order you'd like to, you know, um, arrange them. And I, I think the team that's most likely to um, break into the top four and probably stay in the top four for a, for a while or Tipperary. Yeah, there has been there has been signs of progress in Tipperary. But just, just on Limerick again for a second. Obviously, it's not been the year he wanted, and there's been a lot of new new players as a result of other players not being available. But you'll be hopeful that these three games will really stand to those players, and hopefully next year everything can be resolved and Limerick will have a full panel of players to choose from. And that this experience will prove valuable in the long run. Yeah, you 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 would be absolutely hoping that that would be the case. And I think um, what, what's a huge disappointment altogether, Jack, of course, is that the junior championship was cancelled because, um, uh, like, they, they, Limerick had a very very decent team, a very very decent junior team this year, uh, as we saw in the league. Like they had played three games, won their three games comfortably. Had, had outstanding games against Roscommon and Wicklow, who were the, were, were, were the two bottom sides in, in, in the league. It looked as if they were going straight through to a league final. And of course, they had the mission from last year of going more better than last year when they lost the All Ireland final. And that would have been an opportunity to blood players at inter county level and hopefully prepare them for maybe the step up to seeing it in 2021. But that has been obviously taken from him now, which is a huge disappointment to the work that Francis Kennedy and his backroom team had been doing with, 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 with the junior team. But it is what it is now at this stage. But um, certainly the players that you that you mentioned and the players that have got their first taste of, of seeing a camogie, of seeing a championship camogie at inter-county level, hopefully they will have benefit. They will benefit considerably from it. Yeah, and hopefully they'll have benefit. And hopefully this time next week, Matt, we'll be looking forward to that. We'll be looking forward to Munster Harden final. We'll have a, a Munster football final to look forward to. And all Ireland ladies uh, semi-final to look forward to. Um, yeah, well, the picture will be clear as to who the ladies are playing. I, 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 as I said, if I was a betting man, I would say for Manor, but, you know, queer things have happened, you know. Yeah, yeah but look, the, the, la- the ladies footballers have won their two games. They obviously have a long break now, which is, it's crazy to think they have, they have three weeks. They've obviously a week over the, over the now that they have found this time to have that break that they can regroup, see what they did right, see what they did wrong, and prove on. And that that'll be a vital spell um, in such a truncated championship to have three weeks together just to get everything right. It will, it will, and it will be the opportunity for them to run the rule over their um, their, their their opponents. I I have no doubt they'll find they'll find a way of. Of, of 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 getting in to see the Fermanagh Carlo game next yeah, at the at the weekend. So um, like yeah, the the the, the, the three weeks will, will be welcome because um I'm I'm sure that, that Donald Ryan will and his management team will have will have identified um quite a bit that quite a bit that that, that they that they want to work on, and and um I I I thought defensively in both games I thought they were very very good. Now, they, they coughed up what I thought was a soft goal um, against Antrim. But other, other than that, I, I 
thought the defence was excellent. Um, Give McCarthy at centre back is is a, is a is a leader, and um, you know they, they, she's the, she's the team captain, and they, they like you know I I think they responded as a unit. Um, they look very, very compact, composed, and disciplined in in both games. Particularly when they were facing the element elements in the second half on both in both games. Yeah, there's just been brilliant performance so far. And look, we know they're they're certainly their place in the semi final. We just have to wait and see who they'll play. So obviously this weekend tomorrow, quarter past one in the LIT Gaelic rounds, you have the senior footballers against Tipperary in the Munster semi final. That game is on RT News now, which is available on Serview, from what I can gather. Uh, it's not available on Sky. I'm not sure if it's on the player. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. And then the Camogie team are playing on Sunday against Kilkenny at 2 o'clock. That game is live. Um, if you want to go into the Camogie website, or I have an article on Sport and Limerick if you want to find that. But both games are available for people to watch. Um, please God, we'll have a number of finals to look forward to that we won't be saying goodbye to the footballers with... Um, the championship game this year. There's no back door. Hopefully, we'll have another fortnight to look forward to footballers. Uh, the hurdles yeah, are alive. You know, um, year, no matter what happens on Saturday, you know, every bit of my being hopes that uh, Limerick will reach a monster final. But what a, what a year it has been. It has been a defining year for the footballers. Certainly, the year in which they re- reinvented themselves. No question at all about that. Yeah, and I think the job done, the job is done. The job of start of the year would have been the Division Four title or even promotion. But you you'll know Billy Lino. They're in a Munster semi final. They will not be thinking about anything else. Only Tipperary tomorrow, and I certainly can't wait to see it myself. Um, that's all we have for today. Uh, thanks very much for your time again, Matt. And we'll be in touch next week. Okay, Jack.